Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica! good what's happening what's popping how you feeling i'm feeling good what what um so i just celebrated my dad's birthday yeah sure that he was lit wasn't he? <laughs> he was so lit like we took him to his favorite restaurant mm-hmm. saltgrass steakhouse and yeah. when I tell you he ordered everything. I told you he was going to order everything. He ordered everything. He ordered like an appetizer dessert. Or- First of all, I don't know who he thought he was ordering a mojito. Um, Did you not even drink mojitos? <laughs> I don't know. Does he know what a mojito is? I don't think he does. He's <laughs> like, it has mint. I'm like, sir. Okay, so he ordered that. He ordered two appetizers. There was like a queso trio. I didn't even know they had that at the steakhouse. Then he ordered his meal. Then he ordered some banana pudding. Then got home, opened his gifts, tried to open his gifts before every, like, when people wasn't looking. And I caught him. <laughs> like, I was like, Daddy, what you doing? He's like, y'all need to come home. It's about 10 o'clock. I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> so I bought him a Keurig for Yay. his birthday. And with, like, some Starbucks pods. So he was so lit. He made him a cup of coffee at 10.30 p.m. at night. I said, Dad. He's like, I just couldn't wait. I'm like, okay. Girl, be like my dad. So Father's Day was a couple weeks ago. And my dad's not, like, I don't know. Like, if I buy him nice stuff or cool stuff, like, he'll wear it just to, feed, like, appease me. But he's just not into it. But, girl, I messed around. I don't think I told you this. But I got, so I got him, like, some Adidas slides. But then I got him one of those mini Amazon Alexas. <laughs> First off. Because <laughs> he said he wanted one. So I went and got him one. First of all, they're not getting along because he can't say Alexa. He says Alexis. I'm I'm crying. And then he gets pissed <laughs> off that like Alexa don't listen to him. <laughs> like Daddy, you have to say Alexa. Tell me why is Alexis not listening to me? Because it's not Alexis. She does have attitude sometimes. She don't listen to me either sometimes. And one time I made a mistake by calling her Siri. My bad. Um. <laughs> she got you together, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> um, can you believe that it's already like damn near the middle of the year? Like, it is the middle of the year. Where has the time gone? I don't know. Like, oh, seriously. Fast. What have we been doing for the past, like, six months? <laughs> you you want to know something, like, honestly? Like, the first six months, like, they were hell for me. <laughs> <laughs> they were, to me, like, especially the first four months, like, they weren't the best for me. But the last two months, May and June, um, I got it together. Okay. You know, we're good. And I feel like I'm finally on course with some things. But, like, how are you doing, like, on your goals that you set for yourself? Um, I'm doing okay with my goals. My main goal that I'm still working on is, like, my health goal. Like, mm-hmm. making sure I'm healthy, eating better, making better eating decisions. And so, I so my skin can clear up, like, just. It just affects everything. And then working out, just making time for myself to really focus on, like, getting my health in order. So I'm making progress, I will say. You have, because when I wake up and look at my social media, you be in the gym. And I be <laughs> not in the gym. It's so hard because I have to go before work because I get off pretty late. So I'm not about to go to nobody's gym right. late. So how are you doing on your goals? You know, um, first four months I sucked at it. Um, I'm not gonna lie, but now I'm finally like on course. Like I'm working on some like personal things, as you know. And um, one of my biggest goals that I have for myself—I don't know if I told you this—was really just to like 
get some form of like balance and to do things that like make me happy and to just like have some me time because like I feel like sometimes I just go 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 and I do what everybody else wants to do Mm -hmm. and I found myself lately like I don't talk to you we don't gotta hang out you ain't even gotta text me like let me be when I want to talk to you I will reach out to you to make plans. Trust me. Yeah. I will. Yeah. So, like, my personal goal has really just been, like, personal, like, development. And also, um, the other one that I had was really just getting more spiritually, like, aware and right. So, I have been going to Bible study. I've been going to Young Adult Bible study, Young Adult Sunday School. And it has really helped. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, this past Sunday, like girl they got me together church got me all the way together and I said you know what God you have to do me like that I had um at the beginning of the year I remember writing in my journal like goals that I wanted to accomplish but let's be honest as the the year goes by and you start really dealing with stuff those goals go by the wayside right yeah so I remember writing down my number one thing was to like I owed myself a lot and that was like my my it still is like my theme of this year. Like yeah. go do what you want to do. Yes. Take care of yourself. Yeah. I take care of so many other people and do so many other things. I'm there for everybody all the time. Yeah, you so are. So my goal is to just like if, if people don't hear from me, it's no shade to nobody. It's, it's because really Erica needs Erica. Like if yeah. I can't give you Erica if I don't give me Erica. You know the funny you know? the ironic thing about that is like so me and Erica usually talk like every single day about nothing. <laughs> nothing hey i have substance to what i say <laughs> do you <laughs> no <laughs> but no and so if i and just to piggyback off what you said so if i don't hear from erica i know that she's taking like me time but i will check in like yesterday i snapped i was like hey are you alive are you good i ain't talked to you in like three days please Man. reply if it, you okay it was one of those weeks where y'all gonna have to wait for another podcast episode for that but it was just a lot going on to where I just wasn't talking to nobody. Really? I was just taking care of the things that was going wrong. So that's yeah. it. But um, one thing that has not changed is the dating relationship status for the both of us. <laughs> it hasn't. <laughs> it has not. Um, so let's get into our dating and relationship segment. Okay. This is really going to have you thinking. Is okay? it? <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, why does society romanticize struggle love? So what we mean by struggle love is like situationships, being cheated on, being a side chick, staying down for decades with no ring. So do you think it's negatively impacting the dating scene? Hell yes. <laughs> um, Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I don't know, like... I was thinking about this like the other day, and like I saw it like pop up or whatever um, on one of my t- on my timeline or whatever, and it got me to thinking. And I feel like I don't know. I have like a bunch of theories, mm-hmm. but I think like one of the things is like culture like appropriates it. Yes. Like that's what you see like in um, you know in the media, in movies, in music videos. And so, like, if you're consuming that and you're seeing people do that, like, love, like I had to stop watching Love Me Hip Hop, personally. Because, like, that was draining me. You know what I mean? Yes. But I'll tell you, like, something that inspired me that's the opposite of struggle love is, so, you remember, um, well, everybody remembers, um, when Nipsey Hussle passed away. 
And so I did not watch the funeral, but I did watch the clip of when um, Lauren London, you know, gave her speech or whatever. Yeah. And to me, that was one of the few times in like rap or hip hop culture or whatever, or in the media, that it really showed how a man of color can be the opposite and give you the opposite of struggle of. Yeah. You know, like you can tell that like what they had was like pure and that's something that a lot of people don't experience. I think that a lot of people romantic romanticize struggle love is because that's all they know and that's all they've seen and they don't have an example to show them what real love can be. Now I do believe that, you know, there's not like a picture book or a rule book for what real romantic or just what your definition of love. But Sis, bruh, whoever you are, <laughs> like, you don't have to be with somebody that cheat on you, that lie to you, that mm-hmm. talk bad to you, that abuse you, that does all that stuff. Sir, you can go. Yeah. And I think it's just because, I think culture has a, a, um, a big part to do with it, and I think that sometimes when that's all you see, and you don't, I don't want to say don't have the courage, but you don't really know how to fathom how to give that. Yes. I totally agree. That is, like, the perfect way to, to put it. And I will say that I have experienced every single one of these struggle love situations. I've been cheated on. Girl, I've too. been in a situationship. Same. I <laughs> have been a side chick unknowingly. Okay. And, and then, I broke that shit off when I... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't know. But um, been staying down for a long time with no ring. Like, I've been in all those situations before. So, it's like, there's nothing romantic about that all of that stems from like it's hurt and pain and I think what you said is like people that's all that they know they don't really expect anything more that's why a lot of people settle for just you know being in that situation because they're holding on to something that'll never happen and I think sometimes people think like sometimes that's the best they can that they can do or like their biological clock is running out like when in reality women are getting married later in life women are having children later in life you know what I mean yes so I don't know. I just, and I know I've known people that have been miserable in relationships because when you get married to somebody or you get in a relationship, an intimate relationship with somebody, like, first of all, just being in an intimate relationship with somebody, you're spending a lot of your time with them, you know? Mm. Then when you get married, you see that person every single day. Yes. Like, to me, who you choose to do life with or who you potentially choose to do life with, that's one of the most important parts of you. And if you're with somebody that, if you're doing struggle love with somebody, like, that person is mentally and emotionally breaking you down. I think what it comes from is people wanting that desire for love. And a lot of us don't even understand or know what love is or can even give it because we listen, don't give it to ourselves. Listen. I'm just saying. It's, but you know what? I don't really think, and this is me personally, I don't, but I feel like we've both been blessed to see it with our parents and our family members. But I don't really think there's a lot of positive images in the media or in the world with black love. Besides, um, you watch Black Love on OWN? I have. Besides that and a few other things, I don't think that there are a lot of different good portrayals of that's that. Why, that's exactly why people try to fill a void yeah. that they're missing. Maybe if they didn't have the love shown in their, in their household or anything like that. Even my parents have said that like their parents didn't show... like love like that to them but my parents show it to me like I don't have to question do my parents like really love love me and I think that does stem on how you receive love and how you give love yeah is how it was given to you 
So I feel like it, when it's romanticized to have this struggle love, people just really don't understand that it's not even love. Being right. in a situationship is not love. It's not. Being cheated on is not love. Listen. Being a side chick is not love. You better come on, somebody. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I, I hate how yeah. I really think social media has a huge impact. Yeah. On people just looking at what somebody posts and being like, oh, you know, he cheated on her, but they worked it out. You have no idea if she's still even healed from him cheating on her. And I think, like, the crazy thing is, so I was watching um, T.I. and Tiny, The Family Hustle. Yeah. And Toya Wright was on there. And so, I know you watch it sometimes. Yeah. And so, with their situation, is like, she has a... A re- from what it looks like, she has a really, really good dude. Somebody that loves her, somebody that encourages her, somebody that's the total opposite of the people that she's been married to in the past. Yeah. And she was saying that basically something happened like with her dad when she was younger. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't really trust people and she doesn't really trust men. And it affects the way, you know, that she loves and she gives love. And luckily that she has somebody that's patient with her and that loves her and that allows her to speak her feelings and different things like that. But I think it's really important that, like, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't have the love that you're seeking, like, it's okay to go get professional help. It's okay to talk to somebody about it. It's okay to do what you need to do so that you can receive the love, you know, that you that you would like. So I have a random question for you. So one of the other examples that we gave is just staying down for somebody for long periods of time. Just out of curiosity, like how long were your parents like together before they got married? Like a second. <laughs> um, they were together. Well, they were friends for years. Yeah. But I think they got married in like less than a year. But they knew each other for a while and they've been married for over 30 years. So it's 35 right. years. So I mean, but it, but honestly, times are different. Yeah, because my parents, and I said that to say, like, my parents met, and they dated for, like, a year. They were married, they were together and married within a year and a half. Yeah, and nowadays, it's like, people just... I feel like when you know, you know, like, not to say get married in a year and a half, I'm not <laughs> saying that. But I'm saying, like, it don't take decades. It does for a dude to know, like he know if he gonna play you, he know if he gonna <laughs> keep you on the side and string you along, he know if you the side chick, the main chick, the half chick, like he know. Just like we know if we're settling for this situation. Listen, we know. it'll be in your gut. It is. It's in your gut. In your gut. <laughs> and you won't be able to sleep or think or anything like that. No. Like now, I really rely on my discernment skills, and if like somebody comes into my life like romantically and it doesn't work out, like I see that as God being like, he ain't it. Yeah. Like, because whoever I send for you is going to be, because I pray for certain things. Like, whoever, like, I feel like God's like, nah, he ain't it. Because if he was it, he would have been consistent. He would have been persistent in different things like that. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget that the devil can send a lookalike into your life to make it think, to make you think that it's Mr. Right. But sometimes we got to go through the devil to get to Mr. Right. But, like, are you going to pass your test? Right. And I just want us as a society to stop settling for struggle love and to be open to receive what we need but i think we first got to get honest about what we need yes and we need to get honest and work on things you know that we need to work on and if you don't know what you need to work in or you don't know how to receive that like go to counseling or read a book or read listen to a podcast or speak to somebody that you know 
that is very knowledgeable in that thing that you trust because you're never going to know if you don't ask, you don't research, or you don't learn. Yes. And if you have to let go of the struggle of, which I strongly suggest you do, <laughs> it's not going to be easy. I think no, a lot not. of times we hold on too long because we're afraid because we don't know what's on the other side. We we don't want to lose the little bit that we have right now. But it's, it's just a little. It's just a small bit. And I feel like it is so important to just, when you let that go, you can work on yourself and really get to know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, how did that man going to know who you are? You're going to let him he tell, gonna you, tell you, you who you are. Who you are. And so I just want for us as women to really, like, stand up for, like, what we want yeah. in a relationship. That if you want to be married, then let that be known. Don't be just sitting around and 20 years later, you still ain't married to the man. Listen, sir. No, um, no. You can do what you want to do, but it ain't going to be with me. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not easy to let certain situationships or whatever go, no. but it's going to be for the best. Yeah. So, I mean, y'all just, I mean, we can go on and on, but we got to move on. Um, <laughs> so, we'll move on to the journey segment. So, this is where we talk about um, our journey with our brand, All Things Melanin. <laughs> so the question that is, how do you establish healthy boundaries in your life? For instance, how do we establish boundaries for ourselves when it comes to going full force with our blog, work, and our personal lives? Um, you know what? Honestly, I think now we do a really, really good job of doing that. Um, Yeah. I think for me... I think, first of all, like, me and Erica are, like, really, really good friends now. Um, we've been friends for, like, what, four years now? You've been counting. It's our anniversary. I, I didn't know. get you nothing. I didn't get you anything either. <laughs> I mean, you brought wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, she really brought wine. But she brings wine every time we record. But, yeah, it's been, like, four years. Yeah. So, but I think um, we're able to establish balance because we know each other very well. And so, I feel like we can pick up on, like, um each other's habits and each other's tendencies. Like, for instance, like Erica said, like, she hasn't really been talking to anybody. Like, I know that since I haven't talked to her, she, ha- I just automatically know, oh, she got a lot going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think we're able to establish boundaries for each other because, A, we respect one another. And we've talked about, we've actually had, you know, in-depth conversations about this. And I think in order for me and Erica to be, A, first and foremost, really good friends, and secondly, great business partners, we have to each have our own things in our own lives. And some of those things are intertwined and some of those things are not intertwined. Um, and I think that's really important. So A, we don't resent each other. B, we don't, and B, we don't drive each other crazy. But I think we set boundaries by A, still living our own lives and having our own things. Because for me, it's really important for Erica to follow her dreams and to do what she wants to do in her life um outside of all things melanin because i want her to do that and i want her to achieve that because when she's the happiest version of herself then she brings like a thousand percent and fire to what we're doing but if she's not happy she's not bringing fire and i think that when i realize that we have to be happy in our personal work and blog endeavors together and separately like i was like okay so for me i think the fact that we set boundaries. Like, sometimes there are some days where it's like, hey, I'm not doing, like, we can't do it this day, and it ain't no reason. I just need some me time. Cool. If you say you need some me time, you need some me time. There are some days I'm like, okay, Erica, like, I want to do this, this, and this project by myself, but I'm still going to do this. Is that okay? Blah, blah, blah. That's cool. You do what you need to do. Yes. 
And I feel like to in order for us to maintain those healthy boundaries, even though we are um, business partners, but friends first, because when we hang out, we just have friend time. And we said this before, like we just, we don't talk about blogging. It's really hard because <laughs> we always want to, but yeah. we tell ourselves, okay, we're just going to go out to dinner. We're just going to talk about life and other things instead of always work, work, work. Because number one, me and her both, We'll go full force on whatever. <laughs> so it's important for both of us not to burn out because what's the use of having two people doing a brand and we both burnt out? Burnt. Burnt. Out. <laughs> and you know, we, at one point, just to piggyback off of that, like one point we were super burnt out just from life, from work, from yes. blogging, everything. And we did a staycation in Dallas for like a day or two, which I hope we do again one day. Yeah. <laughs> but we literally for two days, we didn't talk about work. We didn't talk about blogging. We kiki. We ate popcorn. We drank wine. We watched TV. And we just had like a good old-fashioned sleepover in downtown Dallas. And we went out to this nice-ass dinner. And it was like super nice in downtown overlooking the city. And we had so much fun that when we woke up the next day before we left, we were both like, man, we really needed that. We did. Because it was important for us to take a break. Because, like I said, when you're burnt out, especially as a creative, it can be frustrating when you can't think of anything creative. Nothing. You can't think of anything to write, anything Nothing. to produce, anything anything at all. So that's why it was important for us to just say, hey, let's just take a break. Let's go eat, which we love to do. Listen. <laughs> um, and we just had, like, good conversation, deep conversations. And it wasn't anything about work and, like, the pressure of what we're trying to do. Like, so even if you are building a brand by yourself and you yeah. don't have a partner to tell you, hey, take a break. Be you your know. own person. Like, listen to your body, your brain, your stress. Listen to that and yeah. take a break and just do something you enjoy doing. Whether that just be take a nap. Like, it's it's so simple to just... You'll be surprised on how your body will just re-energize and your brain will just be refocused when yeah. you have those healthy boundaries between going hard, work, life, family. Like, it's important for you to just take a moment. Yeah. And take a break. The grind don't stop, but it can pause. It don't stop, but yeah. <laughs> but then it's time to press. Don't pause too long now. I know. <laughs> I, I just need I just need less sleep. You don't, you don't want to get the rewinding. Okay. So... <laughs> So let's move on to our mentor moment. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is a question that was asked, and then we are going to give our unsolicited advice. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it says, how do you discern seasonal relationships, and how do you know when to let go, Jesus? That's a hard one. It didn't say Jesus, but I'm scared. You added the Jesus, <laughs> like you need Jesus. Yes. <laughs> you know what? This is really, really hard to answer, but it's really simple, if that makes sense. Yeah. Anybody that has been seasonal in my life, this is me personally, anybody that has been seasonal in my life, God was giving me clues way before that this person wasn't it. Like, whether it was in things they said, or in ways that they acted, or just in their general thing, like one thing that I always pray for and I pray for every single day is discernment in the people that are around me. Because A, you act like the five closest people to you. Like, I hang out with Erica a lot. So I have picked up some of Erica's mannerisms. Like, I don't even do this. Like, she got her bonnet on right now. Usually I have the bonnet on, you guys. And I don't. Listen. I told you I was going to get you back. <laughs> she always calls me out when I have my bonnet on. So I don't, but I usually do. And she has it on. Well, she has her Pocahontas braids on. So she want to play in a ponytail. 
And she interrupted my deep thought. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get you back. People that's been listening from day one, <laughs> they already know. <laughs> what would you say in prayer? Why don't you tell me? I, I don't know. So you weren't listening? You said we pick up each other's mannerisms. Look at you listening. <laughs> that's all I Did got. Did you snort? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where you were going with it, though. Um, anyway, before Erica really interrupted y'all, it's me. You become like the five people around you. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it. I've been trying to stop, actually. I'm working on it. Anyway, but it, what I was saying before Erica interrupted me, she couldn't wait to tell y'all that. I couldn't wait, y'all. <laughs> she could, She literally could not wait. Like, she's so happy. But I want you to know, this ain't over. <laughs> when you least expect it. Okay not over but what i was gonna say is like anybody that's ever been in my life like that was seasonal like god gave there were signs like that they weren't that they were leaving my life either i was outgrowing them or i was evolving we weren't on the same wavelength or they just weren't adding to my life and if i didn't get those hints god would make something so dramatic happen to where i had to let them go and i think at the end of the day like you know in your heart of hearts, if someone ain't really rocking with you, and if someone ain't gelling with you, like it, like it don't even sit right in your spirit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have to stop assuming that just because we knew Boo Boo and Sarah and Sadie, um, since we were in kindergarten <laughs> or in college or whatever, that we gotta rock with them like forever. And that's not true because sometimes those are the people that are putting holes in your boat. And I think that's something you have to pray about, and I think that's something you have to have discernment about. But, like, for me, everybody that's been seasonal in my life, like, I knew. Even if I try to hold on to that, like, to that, like, relationship or whatever, God was telling me, like, they got to go. Now, either you can do it or I can do it. But when God do it, it'd be so dramatic. Yeah, and it's crazy how we will let it get there. Like you said, we see the signs, but why is it that it has to be something dramatic for us to get it? Yeah. And I think that just has to do with what kind of person we are, what kind of heart we have. Yeah. Because we don't just like to dismiss people and just do away with somebody. Even if someone has done me wrong, I'll most likely give them another chance. And that's not necessarily okay because that hurts you in the end. So I don't really necessarily know what advice to say about how to discern a seasonal relationship because when you're in a friendship or relationship and you want it to work so bad yeah. you will overlook those flaws or those yeah. red flags or signs or whatever but I will say in my two a friendship and then a relationship that I had they both ended super dramatically um the friendship she the signs that I saw was how she treated other people in other friendships. So yeah. I was like, if this is how you do people that I know you're friends with, how are you, you going to do me? Yeah. Right? So those were my signs that I didn't take heed to until yeah. something dramatic happened. My last relationship, it something dramatic happened to where I could have never saw that happening, honestly. Yeah. But there was times where I prayed. I said, God, if this is not the relationship you want me to be in. Listen. Let me know. You have, now listen. And I said, God, wait, I didn't mean for you to let me know like the way you let me know. Now, when y'all be now, let me tell y'all something. When you ask God to do something, <laughs> you better be ready. Be prepared. God, God, there have been things that I have asked God for or to discern, and God came through so dramatic. 
to where I couldn't say, no, God, give me another sign. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's a good point. Like, you have to be willing to accept the things that you ask for. Like, you pray for something to yeah. be shown to you, you better have your eyes open. And I think that seasonal friends and lifetime friends or lifetime people, I think they serve different purposes in your life. They I think do. sometimes we forget that sometimes we get all in arms about, you know, falling out with people or people not being in our lives. But, like, they served a purpose in your life. Like, maybe they had to have your back at that time point in your life. You mm-hmm. know, maybe they had to teach you something. Yes. Maybe that's just the level that you were at then. You know what I mean? And I think it's very rare to go through life and have a person that you know from birth to death. Like, yeah. I remember growing up, like, my mom was one of those people that was blessed to have that. Like, her best friend, literally, they lived five minutes up the street from each other. They went to the same college. They, like, were roommates. Then they taught in the same school district for 30-plus years. They lived five minutes apart. Like, and their friendship was, like, rot or die until, and then my mom's friend ended up passing away. But even when she was passing away, like, my mom was there through everything. And I remember that I used to base, try to base all my friendships off of that and try to be friends like that. But I had to realize, like, that's not your relationship with anybody. Like, anybody that I've fallen out with, like, now I feel like I know what their purpose was in my life. And there are people that are in my life now that have been way better friends to me now than people that I've known all my life. And that's true. Not not only do should you know what your their purpose was, but you should know what your purpose was in their life as well. Because I know for me... Sometimes I would get so angry. I'd be like, why did this have to end so, like, dramatically? Whatever. But then I realized what my purpose was. Obviously, they taught me something, but I was there in their life for a reason, too. I don't believe that anything just happens. No. Or you just meet people by coincidence. Like, God places people strategically in your life, whether it's something horrible that happened with this person or not. It was there for a reason. I, if you really believe that, like, your life is planned out step by step by step, listen. Don't resent that fool that hurt you because he had to teach you something. It was supposed to teach you something. Yeah, that wasn't supposed to be the person that you marry or whatever you thought you was gonna do. Prime example. Let's talk like prime example, like of just what you said, like Sierra and um, Russell Wilson. I love them. Like, not and like not even to be horny or to just harp on it, but, like, she had to be with Future and yeah. be treated bad by Future or however he treated her or whatever he did to appreciate Russell. Because if she had never been with the fuckboys, and I really fucks with Future's music. I just want to put I that out too. there. I um, do, too. Not a Future hater. But, <laughs> um, like, I'm just saying that she had to be with him yes, in order to appreciate a Russell. And I'm a fan of Sierra. Not to say that I know her, but being a fan of her, you'll understand what I mean. When she was with Future, she was a different type of, like, vibe person. Like, even her music and everything was just different. But listen, but I she love got, Body Party, though. But when she got with Russell, like, she was a, a much more, like, she just like, seemed like she was happy and just, it was just a different vibe from her. And yeah. I feel like that is true. A different person will bring out a different side of you. Yeah. And so that's why, another reason why you have to watch out who's who's there for a lifetime and seasonal. Because tell, I don't want nobody that's supposed to be seasonal rocking with me all the way and you ain't supposed to be there. And you know what? <laughs> another reason, uh, just another, just to piggyback off what you said, we just piggybacking it over here. <laughs> um, 
But just to piggyback up, you said, like, maybe you can't get to the next season of your life because you still got seasonal people in your life and you still mm-hmm. hold on to people that are poking holes in your boat and that are not meant for your purpose. Well, like, we have to get, like, really honest about the people that are in our life. Like, I, my friends don't know this, but I, like, I mentally and emotionally, like, evaluate them, like, at least quarterly. <laughs> well, I, damn. <laughs> I do. But not even just, like, for y'all but me. Like, am I being a good friend? Am I being a good person? Like, am I, you know watering our friendship and giving you all what I need from, from what you need from me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also, like, are we all equally yoked in friendship? Because you can't be in an unequally yoked friendship. And I think that I've been blessed to be around people that want more, that are constantly evolving. Like, for instance, I hung out with my homeboy Sheldon the other day, and we had the dopest, like, deepest conversation just about life. And that's, for Sheldon, that's good because he's not a talker. <laughs> He's not a talker, but he was just sitting up and he was just telling me about life and telling me about his goals and some things that he was working on. And like, we've been friends since my freshman year in college. So we've been friends for like eight years. He's one of my best friends. But I said that to say like over the years, our friendship has evolved and he has evolved with me. Like the things that we used to talk about freshman year in college and the things that we talk about now and the goals that we have now are like totally different. So we're equally yoked and I feel like he's a a lifetime person versus I had a friend that I was friends with and we were not equally yoked. She was a seasonal person. I tried to hang on her and God was like, no, we ain't doing this. God (laughs) gave me like three or four signs and I ignored them. That's a different (laughs) story for a different day. Oh man. But like, I just said that to say like, there are some people that are seasonal in your life and you can't take it personal. Like if you've been praying for different things in your life to like go different places or to accomplish different places or to meet certain people, like, you have to let go sometimes of seasonal people to get to your assignment. That is and the word. And you can't get to your assignment if you still ho- if you still hanging on to Bubba and Sally. <laughs> so, no, but I said it to say, like, seriously, like, really pray about the people that are in your life and really get some discernment and get honest with you. And sometimes it's not even dramatic with falling out with them. Sometimes it's just falling back. Sometimes it's just hanging out less. Sometimes it's not telling y'all another thing. Stop telling everybody y'all business that don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry because that's another reason why sometimes you can't elevate yourself because people are praying on your downfall well that is a word and um to piggyback off of your piggyback <laughs> I mean let's do it um I've been going through this right now as we speak because I have people that I have you know loved from a distance I don't really talk to them but if I see them I will speak yeah but they are like still trying to like be close to me and I just it's nothing it's no like bad vibes or anything but I just I can't be close with you anymore you're not going the direction Listen. I'm going it's just I know you as a person you haven't like evolved or changed and I just know you're going to drag me back into the same like yeah. way that you were in the same friendship dynamic and what I mean by that is me being the friend yeah and so I'm not I'm not going back to that but I feel like I don't I was getting frustrated with why it's maybe like two or three people at the same time, like coming back, try to come back into my life. And I'm like, it's cool if I say, what's up? I like your picture. That's it. But don't, <laughs> but don't think that I'm going to call you. We're going to hang out. We're going to go to dinner. Like it's, it's not like that. It's no bad vibes, no hard love, but it's just, I can't, I don't know what it is about people. Like, you know, when they say like, an ex, he'll always come back type they of thing. They always come back. I'm like, why are these friends coming back? Like, I don't, probably because you see me living my life. But you know what? I, <laughs> but, like, honestly, like, my cousin Chanel said this. She was like, a good woman is a good woman. Yeah. And then to add to that, a good friend is a good friend. It don't yeah. matter how nobody else treats you, but if you're a good person, 
Yeah. And you're genuine. Like, people feed off of that, even if they are toxic as fuck. Yeah. But I want you to know that if people are toxic in your life, you, I don't care who they are. It could be your parents. It could be your family. It could be your cousins, your sister, your brother, your ex. I don't care who it is. Like, you have the distinct right to not fuck with them if you don't want to and don't give an explanation. Because you have to take care of you. I've said this before. I tell Erica this all the time, and I'm going to continue to say it. You are the most important person in your life. And if you don't take care of you, no one else is going to take care of you. Well, that was a word. Listen, Church I to get a few minutes. things off my chest. <laughs> that is a word to lead us right into <laughs> words of encouragement. Um, so the Bible verse is Colossians 3.23. Let us know, Pastor. <laughs> okay, co-pastor. <laughs> Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for the people. Okay, I got a lot to say. Um, but not for, I feel like so many times, People do stuff for the gram. They do things for the internet. They do things to get glorified, to get praised. Do anything for clout. Yes, do things <laughs> for clout. Do things so people think they're an amazing person. But I feel like sometimes, like, we forget. At the end of the day, like, very simply, like, we're human beings put on this earth by God to love one another, to serve others, and to help others. Like, if you're going to do something for someone, like, do it out the kindness of your heart. Like, you ain't got to post about it all the time. You, I ain't got to go tell you, ooh, Erica, I went and did this, this, and this. Like, you don't have to do it. And I want to say, like, I feel like there's so much going on in the world. There's so much negativity. There's so much hate. And there's so many bad things going on. Like, it's just sad. Yeah. I know we try to keep it light, but it's sad. But, like, sometimes, like, we just got to remember to, like, love one another, to help one another, and to stop doing it for clout and for the gram. Like, if you're going to do something, like, do it out the kindness of your heart. And if you're not going to do it, don't do it. I think at the end of the day, like, we have to remember that everything we do is a representation of God. Yep. So we have to act accordingly to that. And I just want everybody to remember that we're human, that we all make mistakes, and that we're literally, the pastor said this at Sunday school at church the other day, and it hit me. And he was talking about how, you know, when people come in church and they don't look like us, they don't talk like us, they're not dressed like us, how we look at them and how we treat them. But he said he was like, you one decision away or one job lost away yep. from being in their shoes. Yep. So I think when you think about it like that, like if you were in their shoes, would you want somebody to treat you like that? Right. Or like when I see people doing stuff for the homeless or doing stuff for people and they're filming it, but you know they got to take it. Yeah. Because they don't have anything else. Yeah. Like, stuff like that pisses me off. And I I look at this Bible verse from another perspective because my mom always tells me about this Bible verse. It says, again, whatever you do, do it from your heart as if it's done for the Lord. So when I had a job that I hated, she was telling me, that when you go to work, God blessed you with that job because she reminded me what I had before, which was nothing. And she was like, God put you there for a reason. So don't ask him to put you somewhere and then you hate and you despise where you are. She was like, do it as if God put you there and you do what God is asking for you to do. Listen. Not doing what because your manager or your boss or whatever. She was like, change your thinking. She was like, whatever you are doing, it is your assignment at that moment in your life. Listen. So do it as if God, as if, as if you're doing it for God. So that actually helped me mentally because even on top of the job that I hated, I remember when I prayed for it. And I remember when um, I was going through the worst time of my life and having that horrible job, I was like, okay, God, you know what? You got me here. I'm going in here for you. 
I'm not going in here for these people that I can't stand. I'm going in here yeah. for you. And so that's how, like, my mom, that is the, the the verse that she always tells me. Like, if you're struggling to really be happy on where you are right now, she's like, do it for God. He has you there for a reason. You don't yeah. have to understand that reason. Yeah. But get your attitude together. And, and anything <laughs> you do for God, he's, he got yes. you covered. Yes. Like, he... He really doesn't. Like, God takes us through things and situations, like, to toughen us up and yeah. to be a testimony and to have something to talk about. Exactly. You know what I mean? And to be more appreciative of the things that we encounter. And even though, you know, we may not have liked some of the jobs or the situations that we've been in, like, every single time it has produced amazing results. Like, even now when people see me at work, it don't matter if I'm having a bad day. You're not going to know. They be like, shit, how are you? I'm blessed. You How's to. everything going? Like, somebody told me the other day, he was like, this guy, like, this manager told me the other day, he was like, you just sound like everything's all hokey-dory. It is. In my world. I mean, like, every day's not going to be like that, but it's good to think like that because God has has put us there or whatever position we're in right now for a reason. And that's all that matters. Yeah. So, whatever you do, do it for Jesus. Don't work, do not do it for Frankie at the job that you can't stand. So. Not Frankie. <laughs> I don't want to use no real name. <laughs> right? I mean, we do not know a Frankie. We don't. <laughs> but don't do it for people. Don't do it for clout, like Cardi said. <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to close this song out with a little word from the Lord. Bow your head, close your eyes, and if you're driving, do not close your eyes. <laughs> okay, here we go. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to gather today. Um, to speak a word of you and to encourage um, everybody that is listening. We pray that everybody that's listening, that you would really just place discernment on their souls. We pray that we pray for discernment in their relationships, in their work relationships, and in their personal life. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to bless them and continue to watch over them and to protect them in this world. We pray that you would allow them to make the right decisions for their life. We pray that you would protect them from the devil, from horrible ways, and that you would just watch over them and allow them to get through the rest of the day. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, give us a heads up, and share with a friend who would enjoy listening.